Welcome back to the Double Down Show, episode three, everybody. How you guys been doing? My name's Chris. I'll be your host, and my co-host is sitting right across from me. How we doing, guys? Hope your week was good. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening to one and two. Yes, number thank three, you. About to get underway. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we really appreciate the number of listeners we've been getting in our last two uh, podcasts. Um, I hope we are covering some relevant topics and things that are important to you guys as listeners. Um, you know, we try to dig in deep uh, where a lot of shows may just cover the top part of it. We try to get into it, get as passionate about it as we can. For sure. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's what's going to help make our show a little bit more relevant and different than yeah. other shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think just... Uh not covering so much of the same topics everybody's been covering for the last week. I mean, we're going to touch on some topics today, I guess, that yeah. have been, been touched. Yeah. But I well, think it's well, very relevant. Yeah, we're going to touch on one that I can, I mean, it's just, it's close to my heart. Sure. So I'm going to definitely, I want to talk about it, even though it's only, you know, been about a week since it happened. Um, but uh, so how you been, man? How you been yeah, doing? Yeah, good. Great, great. Doing uh, good? Been riding bikes a lot this, this week. I've got some miles in. That's good, man. Got to get that exercise in. I don't yeah. know how you do it during this time of the year. Uh, just got to go at night. You got to go when the sun's down. <laughs> yeah, you're still not convincing me, bro. <laughs> yeah. I I have a hard time getting into my truck and driving to work <laughs> at 3 in the afternoon yeah, that's with like, AC on. That's like the midday, dude, when it's as hot as it can be. Yeah. You know, if, if you know anything about the Coachella Valley and the desert that we live in, you know it could be 100 degrees at midnight here. Yeah, it's, so, like it's pretty bad. You know, I, props only to you and your friends, months, bro. Though, only for a couple months, Props to you and your friends. <laughs> I know me personally, I could not ride a bike at 8 o'clock at night yeah. in 95 degree heat. Yeah. I'd have a heart attack. Yeah. There'd be an ambulance call for me. Yeah. But, uh, it's fun. All right, so I want to get into a few topics today. Like sure. I said, one of them is uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. It's had me upset for a week already, and I had to talk about it. Not just as a Dodger fan, but as a baseball fan, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, we said it's still relevant. Uh, I think this is like multi-layer rather than just what you see on the top. Um, Absolutely. Joe, Joe Kelly getting suspended eight games yes. for throwing behind. Not even, didn't even hit someone. Yes. He threw behind like Bregman and, and Correa. Yeah. Uh, or Springer and Correa, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean... The three guys that I may add have hit for crap since the season started. And uh, like I said, there's so much I want to get into because yeah. I can go on about just that subject alone. The three guys who in the World Series in 2017, when they took the Dodgers out, who were monster hitters. These, yeah, these guys basically room. defined why the Astros. <laughs> batting a thousand at home. You know what I mean? Yeah, like 800 and or something. That home road you got little leaguers batting more than Springer right now, bro. Well, yeah, Altuve. I'm an Angels fan. That we just played the Astros. Altuve, he's hitting into almost double plays every time. The only reason they weren't double plays is because he's so fast. Yeah. Like, you know? So, like, yeah. literally, the, one of the games, he was like 0 for 6 with, like, four fielders' choices. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nuts, dude. So. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Joe Kelly situation, the A-game suspension that he received. Which, in hindsight, in a 162-game season... Yeah, they said it was like 22 doesn't, games or something. Yeah, it would be like 20-plus games. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. It, it is a lot of games. And considering he's one of the guys that we like to put in there quite a bit, um, 
it's a huge deal to the Dodgers. Um, eight games may not seem like a lot in a 60-game season, but it really is. Um, because say he goes five and three yeah. in an eight-game uh, series, and those five games that he helps us win help us get into the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think you guys have to worry so much because, like, that division, so it's not going to affect True. You. But, but I just think the severity of it, like, like eight games, like, he, first of all, he didn't even hit a guy. And second of all, like, actually, before him, people, like, throw at people and get suspended for even. It money. hardly ever happens. Like, uh, he didn't uh, even get thrown out of the game. Like, the umpire didn't even, like, say, hey, that's a warning. You know what I mean? Uh, at the first batter, right? They let him get to the second guy in Correa. And, and he threw behind him, and he got a little butt hurt. Yeah, he got butt hurt. We actually had a guy that played in that same game, in that same Dodger game against the Astros, that actually hit a player in that nothing Astros happened. game, and nothing happened to him. Yeah, no one even talks w about it. Wasn't thrown out of the game, wasn't suspended, yeah, nothing. It happens. It's baseball. I mean, even if it's blatant, like, clear as day that Joe Kelly threw at the Astros players, like, come on. Like, Manfred didn't do anything to them for cheating, like, as blatant clear as day. Yep. They admitted to it. And, like, well, he has to know. Like, you have to know that this is going to happen, right? If I don't suspend these guys, the players are going to take it into their own hands and the Houston Astros are going to be thrown at. Yeah. Like, they probably would have got thrown at even if you would have suspended them, like, you know, like Correa and LTV. Yeah. And it's like, how do you determine who – get suspended right like we'll suspend them all like in the in the black Sox scandal the whole team got suspended and some people didn't even have anything to do with that you know what i mean dude uh to this day like banned for life look at pete rose dude he was betting on yeah, games to yeah. win on himself he was betting on himself he's banned from baseball for life yeah well those guys the the, the, the black Sox, the ones you're talking yeah. about from the, the the world series they were banned for life. Yeah. And, and to this day, there's still people who claim that they have proof that Shoeless Joe Jackson had nothing to do with it. Yeah. But he was one of the guys that was included in the eight, which they made a movie about it called Eight Men Out. Yeah. And he was banned from baseball for life. And, you know, and then you get this incident right here where the commissioner says that a big majority of the reason why he did it is because of his priors. Because he's oh, done things like this before. Joe Kelly's thrown out. Joe people. Kelly has a reputation of being yeah. the kind of pitcher so? that throws at uh, batters and so on and so forth. So, okay, by that logic, if say a guy from the Angels, yeah, pitches, suspend him. And, what are you going to suspend every And he has pitcher? a prior of having thrown at baseball players intentionally in the past. Is he going to get suspended now? Yeah, I would hope not, but. I mean, what are you going to do? Suspend every single pitcher that throws at I an mean, Astros player or even close to them? Like he, like I said, he didn't even hit them. He, he, he did it. Behind him. He, he did it. And, and, I mean, and like you said earlier, it's not like the commissioner didn't know that he's dropping the these, ball. these players were going to get thrown at. They didn't just hurt the Dodgers' chances of having a ring. They hurt, they hurt they baseball in general. Yeah, they cheated. They blatantly cheated. I hope a lot of people out, like out there sure don't think that. I'm sure other teams steal signs and, and, and do things to get an advantage, right? But, like, stealing signs at the end of the day, that's like, you know, it's not like it's kind of pre-planned. But they were, like, 
placing cameras in in the opposing team dugouts and like like doing like you know sound devices and and buzzers was, on their bodies. It like, was deliberate and like, intentional. And from all the top to the bottom, like everybody in that organization knew what was going on. Yes, and no one said nothing. Yes. Ruining people's careers. Like think about rookies that that come up from the minor league and they're maybe not super great, but they're not bad. Right. And they just need a couple games where they play good to get a chance. Right. Oh, but the games that they're going to come in and play, they play the Astros at home. Right. That's ruining their career. Their game might yeah. get sent back down to triple A and never make, get another shot again. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. So, um, and stealing signs has been a part of baseball since baseball began. They should have just it's, suspended these guys for the whole year. It, it's taken an advantage on another team. But it doesn't determine the outcome the way traditional sign stealing is done. It doesn't determine an outcome. What the Astros did, the way they stole signs, yeah, was guaranteed signs. to determine the outcome of games. And I'll give you the example. Led tipping and, batters, tipping pitches. Like you can't do that. You can't be banging on trash cans in the dugout. Like, exactly. Anybody who knows Clayton Kershaw and the way he pitches, yeah, he has a reputation for not being the best postseason pitcher. Yeah, I think we talked about that on the I'm a, I'm a Dodger fan. I totally agree. But anybody who knows this guy knows that when he's on, he's on. Yes. Anybody who knows baseball knows that when Kershaw's on, if it's the fifth or sixth inning and that guy's still pitching lights out, you ain't going to get nothing past this guy. Yeah, for a couple more innings. These struggle, guys were... But... We were winning games in that World Series. The Dodgers were winning games. And then all of a sudden, it's like flicking a light switch on. Well, just you, And they started cranking at, home runs left and right. You just have to look at the home road splits. It's like... It, it was just... It's it made obvious. no sense. It's clear as day. You yeah. hit a thousand at home, and you're hitting a hundred on the road. Yes. Like, come on. Yeah, dude. It's if people were to look at the numbers, they're literally like, I seen Altuve's splits were like, see, he was batting like six hundred at home. And yes. One twenty. It is crazy how different the numbers were for them at home as yeah. opposed to on the road. Yeah. I mean, he has like three batting titles, Altuve. Yeah. Which, now he can't even hit a ball. It, it, which, as far as I'm concerned, he doesn't deserve. I'm sorry, but he doesn't yeah. deserve it, uh, especially with all the talk that he did after that World Series where he adamantly denied yeah. the cheating. They still do. They still, like, when you see them in interviews, they're like, oh, you know, well, it happened. I mean, dude, but, there's a YouTube like, video. They don't admit to there's it. a YouTube video you can look up where during that, I think it was Game 5, where they were cranking home runs. There's a banging of a trash can in that game. There's a bunch of in the Astro Stadium. It's like that. Literally, the next pitch after that banging of the trash can. Home run. Home run. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy when you know what exactly what pitch is coming. I mean, dude. I mean, they're already professionals, like right. I could bat four hundred, or somebody tells me what the pitch is. I mean, uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. But but those guys, like I said, those guys are already professional baseball players. Like they put in the work to get to that stage, right? And then you give them that advantage of knowing and, exactly. And what I think that's coming. the reason why, not just the Dodgers, but baseball teams around the league, players around the league. I tell Mike Trout, hey, so insulted. before the pitch, well, hey, this is going to be a curveball. Oh, dude, if Mike, Mike Trout, Trout had the advantage like that, <laughs> dude, yeah, that guy he's would be batting bat Yeah, easy. Yeah, like seven hundred home runs. <laughs> dude, he he literally like in five years he'd break yeah uh, Barry Bonds' home yeah. run record. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be disgusting, you know, but like I said, I think that's the reason why baseball players and teams are so insulted was because of the fact that 
it didn't just go as far as them beating the Dodgers in the World Series. Those guys cheated the it's league black eye, and yeah. the game that a lot of these guys love playing. Yeah, I think I think I think more people are mad because it 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 definitely juiced up their pockets money wise, and it definitely killed other people's careers. Like, Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like that's just it's, it's, so. I don't know when you get. It makes me mad. So when we talk about Joe Kelly and what happened to Joe Kelly, it makes absolutely no sense why he would get suspended for something like that, for not hitting a batter. Well, I mean, they're doing it because and they don't want people throwing at the Astros. Right? I'm sorry. It's dangerous. But I'm sorry, but you, you get what you deserve. Yeah, they knew. That, yeah. You get what you deserve. Sure. And, and so they decided to make Joe Kelly the example, right? Yeah. Um, and then you get a guy like Lance uh, McCullers. From the Astros, oh, who yeah. went and did his little interview after the game and called what the Dodgers did and what Joe Kelly did unprofessional, <laughs> unnecessary. From an that Astros player. He's taken away from the game of baseball. Jesus. Really? As an Astro, you can really sit on that interview chair, yeah. talk to the media with a straight face. Hypocrite to the max. I mean, I get it. Joe Kelly's probably not the person that should be throwing at people. One, he wasn't on that team. When they lost the World Series to the Astros. And two, he was on the Red Sox, which kind of also got accused of cheating. Yes. So, I mean, probably a bad person to have that be the guy that's Maybe. I mean, I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, him telling Correa. He he became a hero in my book. Sit the fuck down. You know what I mean? You're a little baby for cheating. And and the lip flapping that he was doing to him as he walked away. Oh, great. Dude, that guy. And and that's that's coming from a Dodger fan that just a year ago. I was hating hating Joe Kelly because he's such a trash (laughs) reliever, dude. Yeah. He he didn't really do anything for the Dodgers last year until the end of the season. Yeah. You know, which we'll take. But overall, he was kind of a trash reliever. So as a Dodger fan, we were hating his guts last year. Some of those games he gave up, home runs he gave up. It's like, come on, dude. That's what they pay you for. Yeah. But now... He's enshrined in Dodger yeah. history. Tell, that tell that guy will be remembered. Yeah, that guy will be remembered by Dodger yeah. fans. Dodger fans gave him instant, a pouty face. He became an instant Dodger favorite by what he did. I love it. I love and, it. And it and it and it came against the right team, against the Astros, against the team that cheated the Dodgers out of a ring. And even though the Dodgers to this day say that they've gotten past it and that they don't even think about it, and and That's you know you got guys like Joe <laughs> Turner, uh, Justin Turner. I mean, that was like forever. Imagine like, you're you know a Dodgers what? player and you never won a World Series yet, and you've been there. What they lose? How many? Two. Well, we lost two. Yeah, we lost in uh, uh, 2017. We lost to Houston, uh, Houston and, and to the Red Sox the next year after that. Oh. You know what I mean? And and even the Red Sox one, I can't complain about. They were just a better team. They're, they were a better they're team. Telling bro. You, if, I, if it, a Dodger it, player is telling you that they don't think about losing to the Astros because they cheated, yeah, they're lying. They're lying. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, hurt. they they say they don't want the ring, that they don't want the trophy, that they just leave it where it is. That they'd rather it be well, they vacated. Take it away. Yeah, for sure. And I totally agree with that. But I just don't see the justice for pitchers if they're going to get suspended on the team that got. Cheated from a ring by the team that cheated them from the ring. Yeah. And then their players are going to be allowed to go and do interviews talking about the Dodgers are unprofessional. You cheated the Major League Baseball. You cheated the league the moment you decided to 
still signs and win a World Series. I mean, going to happen if they got caught. Like, yeah. come on. And, you know what's going to happen. And nothing happened to you yeah. in that process. That just, yeah. that to me just. They got immunity uh, for telling. Yeah, that, that that breaks my heart as a baseball fan and it breaks my heart as a well, Dodger fan. Mad Fred is, no wonder he's the. Which, I've never be, been a big fan of him since sports. he became the commissioner. I don't think he's handled the MLB. Well, he doesn't get, I mean, the, the critics say no dice on Manfred, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I I just don't see his body of work building up to him being a great commissioner. And and don't get me back. I mean, he's dropped the ball a bunch of times. Commissioners always get a bad rap in every sport because they are literally the ones who I don't think Adam have to make the, the bad decisions. Well, no, but commissioners are the ones that have to make the bad decisions yeah, that nobody likes. Who gets suspended? Who doesn't get suspended? Which teams have to take a hit? Which teams don't have to take a hit? Yeah. You know? But that's why you're transparent like about everything and you have consistency. Because if you have consistency, then they can't that's, really say shit. That's literally what a, what a commissioner like, has to have. A, like, like a commissioner, a whether you commission baseball, basketball, football, soccer, you have to... Yeah. You have to have consistency. You can't show that you like or favor one team over another. You can't give favoritism to anybody, not even a player. And I don't think Manfred has done that. He literally makes it seem like, yeah, like he's an Astros fan. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? What, did they, what was the punishment that they get? They got like, they had to fire their manager. They fired the manager, assistant they manager. manager. They had some prospects taken away and they lost some money. Some draft picks, right? Like three, yeah. three first round picks. And that was it. Five million dollar fine. And that was it. But nothing that was the end of it. They they literally cheated their way into a trophy, and and we're cool with it. We we had to suck it They're up. They're like, well, if we get caught, we get caught. Yeah, they, I mean, dude, they had people like they literally hired a guy that would go into the dugouts to face the camera into the opposing team dugout. Yeah, it's, like so they could cheat, dude. And it had 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 the feeds going into their home bullpen dugouts. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like that takes strategy and like planning and, and you know what I mean? That's just not one guy or two guys like, Hey, we know what this pitcher's going to throw like stealing signs. Yeah. Right? And from second base. And, and they, and the Astros literally have the balls to say that the Dodgers are unprofessional. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's phenomenal, man. That shit's crazy. But, uh, let's move on from that topic because we can go on all day about that. Especially me being a Dodger fan. Um, I really I just want to know if other players are going to be suspended. Like if, like you said, like if if we play the Astros and and well, Noe Ramirez hit hit Altuve in, in the yeah in, the, in like the gut area yeah, but it wasn't on purpose. You could tell it was just a ball that got like inside. Well, since the season started, I believe the number stands at eight they players on the Astros that have been hit by different pitchers yeah. around the league since the season but started. Only Joe Kelly got, but only Joe Kelly probably because it was the Dodgers. I guess he has a history of throwing at. He, I mean, it was clear as day. They, they had to, I guess somebody had to be the example. I just don't feel that that yeah. the commissioner made the right decision well, on that one. For sure, drops the ball again. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? Um, I wanted to bring up uh, what's been going on with the COVID thing. I know this is something that we've talked about before, but it it continues to make itself relevant. Uh, number one, because COVID doesn't seem to want to go away anytime soon. And it seems to keep affecting teams in a negative way. Um, for example, uh, Derek Jeter 
who was the owner of the uh, Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins, I'm sure everybody knows. Uh, he's not the owner, though, right? He's just like the general manager, or is he a part owner? He's a part owner, and he's general manager. Okay. And uh, he uh, just recently threw the MLB under the bus. Uh, there's an issue right now that they got going on because everybody knows that the Marlins um, – are considered to be the team that was like the first ones to have like a major outbreak. Yeah. They suspended them for a week to be able to not play because they were said to have infected some guys from the Phillies that in turn caused a suspension of some games against the Yankees and the domino effect has now taken effect. Yeah. So there's been stories flying around that the reason why now the, the Marlins players, right? Too. Yeah. The Cardinals players, that was um, like the big thing, like there's some rumors flying around that the Marlins players uh, went out to dinner, went out to clubs, went out to party, went out to do this and that. And that's how they contracted yeah. the coronavirus, brought it back to their team. Their team, you know, eventually got so many people sick. Derek Jeter admittedly denies that. He says that he doesn't know how his team got sick. He doesn't know how the players got sick. Well, weren't they in Philly? When that happened, when they ha when so that it was happened, in yeah. Philly, they were partying in Philly. Supposedly, I mean, nobody's but come no up with any proof. Anything. Nobody, there's nothing on Instagram no showing, you know, D Gordon out there dancing it up, and yeah. and, and 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 they're not you know, Snapchatting in the strip club. There was, like there's Lula. no pictures, there's no <laughs> nothing, exactly. Um, so he denies it, and then he said that he actually had told baseball that he thought maybe a couple of his players might be sick. Wasn't 100%. They hadn't got the results back. Yeah, but they had symptoms. But then, yeah. Uh, so then he says that MLB told him. They hadn't got the results back, though. They hadn't got the results COVID back. Test. So he says that MLB had told him to go ahead and proceed with operations. Then the outbreak happened. So now so it's kind of a they played the game not knowing, and then they turned up having a positive test. Yes. So now and it's a he said, she it. said situation. Derek Jeter blames the MLB, MLB saying they had nothing to do with it and that it's an in-home, in-house thing and that he needs to take care of his business pretty much. Like, Derek Jeter, you need to handle your business at home because your team is what's causing this issue. So then Derek Jeter in turn says, well, I don't know how everybody could be blaming the Marlins for this issue when the St. Louis Cardinals just had an outbreak of players that got sick and they haven't even played in the same cities that we played in. Yeah. So how is COVID an issue because of us? Well, it sounds like COVID's everywhere. I think so too. I don't I don't see how once again the baseball commissioner who <laughs> we just finished talking about yeah. in the last segment is now involved in another situation where he is I don't think he's talking to Derek Jeter per se. There's probably other people that are doing that. Uh Ooh. Well, the, the 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 commissioner did say because I read the interview. Okay. That um. This Derek is after Jeter, the fact that yeah, after what Derek, Derek Jeter what said, Derek Jeter he's said responding to Derek that, Jeter. that he doesn't feel that MLB had anything to do with any outbreaks. Um, that if he felt that if anybody had been sick or whatnot, he would have definitely told them to not play any games and so on. But I mean. It, like I said, it's a he said, she said thing. Because yeah, how do, really how do we really know who said what? Well, the only way you're going to know is if you were on the phone call or text message. You see those. Yeah. Um. I mean. But are they really solving any problems with the COVID thing by doing this? I by going back and forth like I this? I think maybe he's not so much throwing the MLB under the bus. He's just saying like, hey, 
the MLB needs to be more careful because, like, look at all these teams are, you know what I mean? It could mm-hmm. potentially shut down our season. I think he's just <laughs> he's just trying to ring the bell before the bell needs to be rung. Yeah. I, I guess we can blame the media, which we can always blame the media for something, because I read three articles on it, on the Derek Jeter issue. Every single headline for every single article I read said he was throwing the MLB under the bus. Yeah, just trying to just... You know what I mean? Um, of course, the headline has to grab your attention. But... The way I see it is like this. I got you. Derek Jeter may have some fault in it. The commissioner may have some fault in it. But instead of throwing blame back and forth, who did what? Yeah, fix the problem. Mom, my brother's doing this and that to me. Oh, no, Mom, he's the one that started it. Yeah. Fix the problem. Yeah. Fix the problem. Do things. Implement better safety precautions. Like we said on episode two, be proactive. What are you guys going to do? I know that I read another article that says that the MLB is looking at a bubble for the playoffs. Oh, really? I don't know if you read about that. That'd be cool. Um, I think they're going to have to make something like that work because... Yeah, if, there was a scare if, that they were going to shut it all that, down. That we're going to shut it all down. Um, if and when we get to that point where the playoffs start and we got our teams, the eight teams in the AL, eight teams in the NL, and playoffs start, and then the Dodgers come up sick. They get, say... 14 players come up sick and they can't play any games. What do you do then? Do you do a a a uh, buy? Like the team that had the best record is now going to get to wait for the other teams to come up to them because the Dodgers can't play say the Cardinals in the playoffs or the Cubs? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how exactly how the new setup is for the playoffs because I know they expanded it to eight teams. And yeah. Well, there's going to be a play in for the eight seeds or something, and like, yeah, I don't know exactly how they're formatting everything. Yeah. Well, like people are well, only well, there's playing usually certain- wild card teams in, in baseball that have to play a one off. But how many teams are usually in the baseball playoffs? Only like five, right? It's six. 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 But the the bottom bottom two play one game. Oh, play one playing game, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The the bottom two have to play a one off to see who's going to take that sixth seed. Right. They play a play a and wild then, card, and, and then it becomes the AL and and NL uh, DS, then the the CS, and then obviously the World Series. Yeah. So now they got two extra teams coming in automatically, right? Um, oh, two more. Yeah, it's two teams coming in automatically. Um, and so were those teams like, like last year, for instance, the, the San Francisco Giants had won just enough games where had they played with this scenario, they would have been, been in the playoffs okay. last year, you know, but I really think that the major, uh, major league baseball, the commissioner and everybody who's in charge of how things are working in baseball, they really need to get their shit together. They really <laughs> need to start implementing things. Like you said, many times be proactive. Yeah. Better safety precautions. Do whatever it takes. I think it's more on the players because than, than it, it, it is. It is. It's like, you know, when you're sick, you know, when something's not right, like yeah. you wake up in the morning, you know, when your body is not normal. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So, I totally agree I mean, with I you 100%, every day bro. I'm like, oh, my but, stomach hurts. And, and I don't mean to get political because you know, this is not a political not show, good. but how many people across this country right now are not caring about COVID? Probably a lot. Not caring about wearing a mask, not caring about walking around when they're sick. I see it all day on the internet, people yelling at people because they can't have to wear a mask. So what like, makes that hard. what makes the baseball players any different? They're still human. They still have their own opinions. They still have their own beliefs. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of baseball players out there who will think, 
COVID, this is fake. This, this they is, get paid millions of dollars to do a job. Well, yeah, you would think. So but you, just like in any job, there's always bad employees. Yeah, but I mean, it's a choice. You so, have a choice to wear a mask. So these are the rules. Like you have a like, you know what I mean? So what do we do? That's the law. So then uh, people but, who break, like Lou Williams, we'll, we'll we'll cover that just really quick again. Lou Williams, should he have been suspended then? He didn't get suspended. I mean, should he have been though? He didn't get because suspended, but he had to stay in a quarantine for ten days. So there was a result. There was a there was a result to his action. So then they should be doing the same thing in Major League Baseball, then, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? But I, like a, we said, they're they're not in a bubble. They're not doing the bubble. That's like the, the thing. NBA. That's the thing. That's that's the tough part. There is no bubble. Yeah, so that's why I said it's more on the players to be safe just, when they go home. I get it, but I just don't see how you should expect players to take that responsibility because there's people out there who just don't care. Well, then the organization, players. if the players, you know if the I mean? organization notices the players aren't enforcing it themselves. Then the organization needs to come up with some, like, you know. That's what I'm saying. Some stuff that says you can only come to and from the stadium. You can That's your what house, I'm saying. Stay when is house. baseball going to start, like, literally screwing that nail into the wood? Yeah, I think they gave them a little leeway to think that, hey, maybe these guys are professionals and they could do it themselves. But as you're seeing, that they're not. They're not. They're not. They're just and everyday people that, you know, want to do certain things without a mask on. And those one or two people, those those bad apples can obviously cause a oh, yeah. breakout, an issue where baseball could be over and done with this season quicker than it started. Yeah, definitely. And it sucks because, I, I mean, I'm 46 years old, bro. You're a lot younger than I am. Yeah. So I grew up in a time when baseball ruled the world. Yeah, we had football, we had basketball, we had stars in those prospective sports, but every kid I knew growing up in the 80s and the 70s wanted to be a baseball player. I didn't know anybody who didn't collect baseball cards, who didn't have a favorite baseball team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sports are obviously different. Um, we have I somebody, grew up, there was like you know? everything, you know? So it, it, it becomes one of those things where me as a fan, for them to take away baseball right now. I think you just become a fan of what you, you're the best at playing. Well, I sucked at sports. <laughs> I, I was a horrible baseball yeah, that's like player. Me. Like I'm a really avid basketball fan. Like I would say Lakers over every other sport, right? All my other favorite teams, like Lakers, for sure, number yeah. one. And I never, I was never good at basketball. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a white and, and for me, it's Dodgers over everything. That's my lifeblood. I've said this many times, and people, I make people laugh with this comment. But I loved the Dodgers before I ever loved a woman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're my they're the love of my life. I bleed blue. My family bleeds blue. My yeah. brothers, sisters, cousins, nieces, nephews, my dad, everybody. Yeah. Like my sixty three year old mom sits in her apartment and turns on the Dodger game. For sure. And she doesn't do it because we watch the Dodgers. She wants to see the Dodgers win. Yeah, that's, yeah. You yeah. know. So for them to I take guess away it is different than back in the day. Yeah. So for them to take away baseball at this point because a few baseball players are irresponsible, can't do what is expected of them, like if they were five-year-old children, uh-huh. I think it's bull. It's bull. It's It doesn't just disrespect your team and Major League Baseball. It disrespects your fans. Yeah, I mean, you're you're depriving them of what why they're fans. They want to watch you guys play the, the game. The only reason sports are as popular as they are is because they have fans. If there was no fans, there wouldn't be yeah. anybody to entertain. Because sports are entertainment. For sure. But without the fans... I mean, no, there's not sports without the players. Well, the players that's true. But 
the only reason sports became popular at one point in 1883 yeah. was because people wanted to watch those guys yeah. play. Yeah, well, I mean, they just... Those, no, in don't get me wrong. there's not much to do or whatever. You know what I mean? They probably would have like, still played their watch? games anyways. And, Go watch and, the shootout at the fucking old Corral. Okay, Corral. <laughs> like right? 1883. Like, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You know? Booze? So, don't disrespect your fans, man. Your, your fans are also the reason why you're able to make those millions of dollars. Because we buy that angel hat that you have on your head. Yeah. I bought this Bears hat. This... Kobe farewell t-shirt that I'm wearing right now. Of course. You're a fan of, of, of the game. My my wardrobe is literally 85% sports. sports gear. Yeah, mine too. Definitely. So, we pay, in a way, we pay their salaries. Maybe not directly. Kind of. Not directly because obviously they get paid by the owners of the clubs. Well, they make a lot of money off of people going to the games. But like, that's those a big tickets sold. Of, yeah, ticket sales. And memorabilia sold. I mean, I go to Dodger Stadium and I buy a jersey there. It's going to cost me a hundred plus. Yeah. Where I could buy it for seventy five dollars online. Yeah, but that's so much better to get it at the stadium because you're like, I got this jersey during this game. And exactly. That that's my I point. I went to the mall and I got a Kobe jersey. That's my point. The fans make the players' careers relevant, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I would agree. So, don't be disrespectful. Don't go to a game and you have symptoms and say, oh, well, it's just a cold. It may be. You may literally just have the flu. But because you have symptoms, tell your coach, hey, I got symptoms, man. I, maybe I'll be better tomorrow, but today I ain't going to play. Yeah, even even with the COVID, there's still banking on fans watching on TV because that's how they make money with sponsors. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, you know... If the commissioner decides that too many teams are getting sick, you have the Marlins, you have the Phillies, you have the Cardinals now. I think they handled that pretty well, though. Like, right? They just kind of switched some teams around in the schedule, right? Well, like, yeah, you're but gonna uh, play this team now, and then later yeah, in the year, you so to far this week. they've learned to adjust. We talked about this last week. Baseball is gonna have to learn how to adjust. What do you do when three or four or five or six teams start to get infected and they can't play? I don't know. So, like I said, Good thing man, I don't run baseball. I guess. Like, like I said, bro, like you've just said, the players. It's up to the players. Yeah, yeah. Be responsible. Do your yeah. jobs. Don't be a jerk and use your personal beliefs on COVID as a reason why you should stick around. I don't and think it's personal beliefs, like you're saying. I think it's just more of being lazy, like just. I, well, to like, me, that's fuck it. like the fucking when, mentality. Can't have that. It's one and the same. Like, am in, I really going to get COVID? Yeah, maybe not, but yeah, why but, can't it? But to me, that's almost a personal belief because I'm deciding to make a choice. Yeah, I think it's just selfish and lazy. You know, and 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 that. however you want to call it, it's starting to affect baseball. We may not when before baseball happened. When before the, the season started, the issue was: Are we even going to have a season? Then the yeah. commissioner said, "We're going to have a season regardless." Yeah, it's going to happen. Figure your shit out, money wise, because yeah. the players were having an issue with money. Well, and, they were and trying so on to and so like forth. tell the players, "We're only going to give you like yeah. prorated," and then yeah. after we prorated, we're still only going to give you eighty five percent of the so, prorated. Then they figured like, that what? out. Then they said, "Okay, well, we're going to have a season. This is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to break down. This is our plan. We need you guys to be responsible." Going to these games. We don't want to have major outbreaks. So then the season starts. 
started with one team. Then it became a second team. Now it's a third, third team. team. Yeah. And we're only 11 games into the season, bro. For sure. Some teams only 12 games. Yeah, but they say that's at, like 30. But at this rate, I mean, think about it. Say there's a team that gets sick or has an outbreak every week. Or two teams that have an outbreak every week. I think you can manage that. I, I don't think manageable. you can. I, I don't think you can. I think at a certain point, it's going to disrupt the schedules too much. What, what, well, they have the the expanded rosters, right? This year, it's 30, a 30-man 30 roster. Yep. Right? So that's going to help, right? Because yeah. they're going to have a little extra players. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have their – still, they have their, their, their AAA players. Like, that's been a part of baseball. And you, like I said in, I think, episode that, one. That's fun know? in spring training, bro. I know, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you get a guy that gets hurt, you're gonna have to have an, uh, a replacement guy come in. That's true. So if he but, gets sick, but like, like any other person would yeah, get sick for a couple. But days. like I said last time, that that's different because when somebody gets hurt, I I get a broken leg. I can't. You can't catch my broken leg. Well, for sure, but like check it out. I get Mike COVID. Trout. You can catch my COVID. Angels, angels. You can take Mike that Trout COVID and give it to the next baby, guy, right? So he was out for like five games. Yeah, four games without without. But. It, Mike Trout having a baby, but it's the same kind of thing. He's just it, it the isn't the same, life. bro. It isn't the same. I'm sorry because I'm not all of a sudden going to get pregnant because Mike Trout's wife got pregnant. Well, <laughs> yeah. COVID can be passed. COVID yeah, is yeah. contagious. It can be given to a number of people at one particular time, and it just takes that one moment, that one player with five guys around him, for them to catch it. Those five guys go out and infect five more people. Now you got forty people that are sick. Yeah. So what they do with the Mar- they ended up with the Marlins. They quarantined that whole team. They weren't playing games at all. They weren't playing games at all. So I mean, just they literally canceled all their games for a whole week. But that's my point. So a sixty game season isn't going to be, and and not just that. Say we get say like three weeks from now, four or five teams get sick. Right? There's it, the COVID thing is uncontrolled. All that it's starting time. to spread. And, I think it has to be and, all at one time. And, and it starts to become an issue, right? So now the season's supposed to end at a certain time, right? On a certain date yeah. for the playoffs to start. Well, they'll have to expand it or move it back. It's like it's being adjustable. You got to be able to, to That to me is like that, – that to me is more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, is it, <laughs> would you rather there be baseball in some form and fashion or no baseball at all? I would rather have baseball the way it was intended to play with well, I mean, all the yeah, best players on the We're not going to be able to do that during this weird so COVID. Then they sh- as far as I'm concerned, at this point, as much as I wanted baseball to come back, I would rather it not come back at all. Wow. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I like it because it's different. It gives you, like, a different little vibe. And I like that every game matters. Like, that's cool, like, when I'm watching the games. Because, like, during a baseball season, there's 182 games. They kind of get boring. Right, you're like, okay, well, we're 34 and 20, right? <laughs> or we're 20 and 34. Like, the games don't really matter, right? Not every single one. Now, every single one. Like, when you're watching the game, that, that, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, man, I, I can't lose this once game. Once again, I got to really disagree with you, bro. W. If I could go to every game at Dodger Stadium, well, if yeah, I could yeah, go to every home game or even watch saying, them on TV, I'm I would. talking as the average fan. Maybe like uh, I walk. I, I like watching Angel games, regardless, win or lose. We're bad or good. I'll, I'll watch. I, every Dodger game I can watch, I watch it on TV. To yeah. me, 162 game season is not enough games for me. Really, as a baseball fan. Wow. Yeah, I think it's too many games. No, I don't think it's enough. 
I, to me, to me, watching Dodger baseball, like I said, it's a passion, bro. I could watch Dodgers play every single day. I could watch them play every single day. And and one of the reasons yeah, I mean, why I could watch them play every day, but 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 the value of the game is I what mean, I'm saying. It, it's well, that's the reason why I think football's so valuable is because like, when, when I was watching the Angels, games, the Angels and the Astros, I was like, we went into extra innings a couple times. And I was like, ooh, like you know. Madden kind of throwing in weird little, you know, shifts and here and there and like, yeah, you know what I mean? He's playing the game like this is playoffs ready to roll. Like we need this game. I mean, granted, the Angels are three and seven, but <laughs> right. Yeah. Our pitching hasn't been good. Like, no, you know, your pitching hasn't been good is at all. Horrible, dude. We paid 20 million to Justin Upton. He doesn't do shit. <laughs> like he hit bats, I think, 110. Yeah. You get twenty million, bro. You're batting one ten. You're not even batting your weight. The only thing I can tell you at this point is the '88 Dodgers, who went on to win the World Series, played like shit in the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, that's why I like it though. And, like really, you just and kinda... one of the guys who helped them win that first game was batting like one twenty. I mean, I'll I'll never say a bad thing about Justin Upton again if he's got on fire. <laughs> but he's so streaky, and I just like it's, highly doubt it. Yeah, that's see, and that's one of the things I love about baseball as opposed to other sports that are really short seasons, how you start the race is definitely not how you can finish yeah, the race. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You kind of got to, with the 60-game season, you kind of got to just stay like, and no one right now is really like pulling away. You know what I mean? No. Like the Yankees the, are like 7-1. Yeah, and one. Yankees are the only team, yeah, that they right? only have one loss. Everybody yeah, else like, has two whoa. to three losses. Yeah, like The, so the Dodgers like are 7-3. and three, uh, Colorado Rockies are 7-3. Yeah. and three, The Cubs, I think, are 7-3. and three. And those are like the best teams in baseball right now. Yeah. With the best records, I mean. Not the best teams, but the best records. Yeah. And so there's nobody really pulling away. It's, it, you know, plus I'm sure. It's like who gets hot at the end is going to be the yeah. World Series champ. Yeah, but I mean that's what I love about baseball. You could have a you could have a Cincinnati Reds team that only wins twenty games in the first half of the season, and then yeah, but baseball is more of a series. Wins so it's like sixty. You got to be consistently good in a baseball. Like in the when you get to I mean when you get to the playoffs, not so much in the regular season. No, yeah, well that but that's all sports though, right? Well, I, no, I mean, not not football. Like football, like football this year, like that's. That's why I like football is going to be interesting this year because like teams that usually don't have a chance, like say your Cleveland Browns or, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, they got they, a good, they still don't have a chance. Well, but they got good talent, right? They, they yeah. could, they could play good on it. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, everybody starts with a clean slate at the beginning just, of every season. Here, here's an example, right? Last year, the Baltimore Ravens on fire on paper, they're beating any team and especially in the playoffs. But the beautiful thing about football, right? It's a one game game. Yeah, one game. and done. It's not a series. One and done. Right? Look at the Titans. That's my team. Boom. We make it to the beat the Patriots. Oh, now we got Baltimore. How many people in their right mind were literally sure. saying the Titans are going to beat the Baltimore Ravens? Like the Baltimore Ravens are playing out of their mind crazy good. Oh, yeah. Lamar, Lamar Jackson's Jackson? the MVP, Whew. like by far. And no one thought. Ask 100 right. people, 96 of those people are saying the Baltimore Ravens are winning that game by 20, right? Think, and the four people that didn't say that are the Titans fans that you found. I think you ask 100 it. people, 96 <laughs> are saying that the Titans wouldn't have made the playoffs at all. Yeah, yeah, even that. But that's the beauty about it. All you got to really do is make it to the playoffs and then win three games. You got to play good for three games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, like, you're kind of discrediting the Browns. I'm not a Browns fan, but they got they got some talent. I'm just no, saying teams do. that have talent, you know, and teams that maybe in a regular season, a normal regular season, might not have a chance. But with COVID, 
right? They already got to worry about injuries. Now they got to worry about COVID, right? They got to worry about a couple other things. People opting out, right? Oh, there's like, a ton of players opting like out. The Patriots team's not going to be as good as it was, right? They got no, eight players opting out. Not even out, close. Right? I, so that makes that division a little I, bit weird, right? I'll be surprised if they win four games. The Miami Dolphins are going to have a couple more wins. The Jets might have a couple more wins, right? So it kind of mm-hmm. changes things up. Right, you got people opting out. It just makes it different. So like I said, the Cleveland Browns come together as a team and say, hey, let's not no one opt out. This could be our chance to win a Super Bowl. Let's all go out there and play 100%. Be super cautious. Don't get COVID. Don't go out. You know what I mean? That's a team decision. They could easily yeah, upset some good teams because they got the talent, yeah. right? They got the, the, the will to do it. So I think it's a little more open. And yeah. like Same with the baseball. Yeah. But baseball, like I said, it's a series. You kind of you got to be consistent. Basketball, you got to win four games. You got to beat someone four times yeah. to move on. Right. Yeah. Whereas in football, you got to play good on Sunday. Yeah. If you play good on Sunday and you the other guys don't chance. play good, you, you got to get that good one chance. chance. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you, it's come to play scenario in football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because anybody and, can win on any given Sunday. And sticking to that just really quick. Um, did you read about what happened to Matthew Stafford from the Detroit Lions? Yeah, false positive. False positive, and yeah, they put him that. on the COVID list. Yeah, that, that happened with uh, Justin Jefferson, too. Yeah, Je- yep, yep, Justin Jefferson. And uh, uh, put him in a situation where uh, where the rest of the team was practicing. He couldn't practice. He had to stay quarantined Yeah, and so on. But he's a vet. He, he don't need that. So. Yeah, but being a vet at his age... Put that dude in the game. I think he needs to practice. Yeah, but put that dude in the game. He's going to ball out. He's a gamer. Eh. And being a Bears fan, I know the opponents in my division very well. <laughs> but the, li- the Lions are just, like, bad. Like, you know what I mean? Sorry, Adrian, but your team is bad. Yeah. Like, they just aren't good. No. Like... The Lions are horrible. They got no talent. It, you know what I mean? And the talent that they have jams. Or yeah. they, like, treat them super bad. Like, look at Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. Like, they still, like, aren't trying to pay Calvin oh, Johnson. The, he won't even go around Unfortunately for the Lions, they're they're one of the teams in NFL that have been around just long and maybe lo- longer than 60 to 70% of the teams you, yeah. you like now. Um, they've been around since the beginning. They've always had phenomenal players, guys in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, won championships before there was Super Bowls. I just don't but think now. Yeah, yeah they're from the top down. It's just like you know you can the, tell them and the Browns. It's round the, the the organization is ran different. Yeah, it's and unfortunately for them, nothing's going to be changing anytime soon. <laughs> so uh, sticking to football, just a different version of football. Okay, the XFL. Yeah, the Rock. The Rock. The Garcia Foundation. Yeah, Danny Garcia. And the Redbird, Redbird Corporation. Right. They're like a investment group. Yeah, they're an investment group. They're like, they do, it's like for young entrepreneurs. Yep. And then you got Danny Garcia who has the, who uh, runs the Danny Garcia Foundation. For sure. And uh, also same thing. She used to work for Merrill Lynch, uh, did stocks and bonds, uh, became an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, built a brand. Yeah, the Redbird Capital is an investment firm that focuses on providing flexible and long-term capital to help entrepre- entrepreneurs and grow their business. I don't think any of us need to explain The Rock. Maybe maybe Danny Garcia. A lot of people don't know who that is. Yeah. She's a, a, a woman who built herself from the ground up. The Redbird Foundation needs to be explained, but The Rock? The Rock does not need to be explained. Yeah, Danny Everybody Garcia is, is, is. That, that's The Rock's ex-wife. I believe so. Yeah. 
Okay. So, um, The Rock, Danny Garcia, and the uh, Redbird uh, Foundation Corporation got together, came up with the money, $15 million, to purchase the XFL away from the WWE guru master, uh, Mr. McMahon. Yeah. yeah. And their whole purpose is... Sports to entertainment, man. He's like the entertainment. They want to rebrand the now, XFL. Well, I don't think Vince McMahon's going to have anything to do with it anymore, right? No, it's just going to be the Rock. And it's going to be the Rock and all his probably people. Probably be good. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, he here like a statement from him was like my passion for the game and my desire to always take care of the fans. Those are like the two things that like why he he bought the XFL. You know, he wanted and I he totally loves the football. That. He I seen a statement that he said like. Not being his lifelong dream was to be in the NFL and play play football in the NFL, which he did. And he had a stint. Well, yeah, for a second, but he got cut, and then he went to the Canadian Football League, yeah. and he played like one game for like the Calgary Stampede or something or something like that, and then they cut him. And like that's why his company's named Seven Bucks Productions because like when he got cut from the Canadian Football, all he had in his pocket was seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Like so, uh, but, but he says like nowadays that. That making not being a football player is the greatest thing that didn't happen to him because they put him where he's at now. You know, like yeah. he got to wrestling, wrestling blew him up, right? And then he became a movie star, right? And then now he's like the highest paid movie star Block in the world. Blockbuster guy, yeah, I mean, huge. He, he's not he's not just a movie star. This guy's yeah. huge. Yeah, humongous, right? He, he does like all kinds he, of stuff. Like you know, now he has like a tequila brand. Like he blows brands up. Like look at look at the Under Armour. Sales, pre rock, post rock, signing on with them mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, now I think it's great. I mean, it could now, be good too. Do, like, you, do you think that? I'm just gonna throw this out there. Do you think that a lot of the reason why he decided to pull the trigger and and buy the XFL along with all these other uh, uh, um, corporations and 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 and, and people? Has anything to do with that TV show that he was on called Ballers? Ballers? Um, Have you ever seen that show? Yeah, it's a great show. It's an awesome Quality. show. Like, uh, HBO. Seen it, it's yeah, great. it's one of those shows where if if you have the means to like see it, I would recommend you watch multiple it. seasons too. Like um, four, I think four seasons. I've never played in the NFL. I never played college ball. Yeah, but to me, it seems like it's a real true depiction of what the NFL and Could major be. league teams are like. Yeah, um, um, I think I think just that's him. Like you know what I mean? Like. He's a, always been a sports guy. Yes. Right? And yeah. He's not so much been in the actual sport, but more kind of behind the scenes. Because, yeah. like, wrestling is fake, obviously. It's scripted. Yeah. But well, a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes. I mean, they're yeah. taking punches and they're getting beat up. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and, and he doesn't mean to alienate all our wrestling fans out there. Yeah. It's not fake. It's not fake. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's scripted, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's scripted. Like, like definitely. The, the, the results, they're, the they're, outcomes they're are already predetermined. Yeah, they're based on storylines. So, I mean, it's good. I watched it when I was young, and, like, you know, it keeps your attention span. Yeah. And, like, but I feel like a lot of wrestling happens behind the scenes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of that planning. Yeah. Like, which is going to go into, like, why he is so good, like, doing those sports type of movies, you know what I mean? Because he's played yeah. the game, but he's seen more behind the scenes and what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and he's which, got a business. Which is the reason why I'm asking this question, because in the show, he was an ex-football player yeah. 
He's successful like, football player in the show. Like financial And then he became a he became like a scout, a consultant. No, he's like a financial consultant. Uh, yeah, he eventually became yeah. a financial consultant. He yeah. was a uh, Then he like starts uh, to like, try to own the And then he took a run at owning a Chiefs. And a, the last season he owns the Chiefs. He's yeah. not the owner. Yeah, uh, the owner. Well, it started with his idea to own the a team in Las Vegas. The Raiders. He was just trying to get the Raiders to Las yeah. Vegas, but that he, was like not even He uh he Brought his plan to uh, 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 Gutenberg, uh, the actor that uh, used to come out of Police Academy, yeah. who in this show is like a multi-billionaire type guy. He's like the and, uh, the Rock's boss. Yeah, and and then between him and a couple other people, they make it seem like it's possible. The Rock thinks he's on his way. Then they cut him out of it. Yeah. So then he has to figure out how to come up with the yeah, capital they keep to do him it. in Oakland. They yeah, he has to keep him in Oakland, and 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 so on. So. I'm thinking, like, did he? Because he wrote and produced a lot of that show. Mark Wahlberg and and uh, yeah, the director was. Um, I don't remember who the director is. I can't forget. I forget his name. But he he helped produce, write, and direct a lot of the episodes in that show. He's a good. He's a, he he's a he's a movie act. He acted in a couple of movies too. So do you think that that has something to do with his now buying the XFL and trying to? bring that character to life like like i mean i don't think that character i think that character is like based on because in that character no that character is based a lot on his what he is now a very very talented high-spirited go-getter entrepreneur kind of guy the rock is like that guy's trying to make brands peter bird by the peter way. bird there you He's go the guy that directs that um like i think the latter part of that show, the character he plays in it, is almost exactly like who he is now. Yeah, in but real it, life. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like it's not really like a a role for him. That's just who. Well, no, is. obviously. But so it's I mean, not the role coming to life. It's just that's who the Rock is. I kind of feel like it is. I mean, he didn't have to go out and buy a professional sports uh, uh, league. Yeah, yeah. But he I went think out. It's a good and did investment it. for him. He knows how to make money. Which is right? the character he, he put, the which is the character he plays in the show. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like watching that show, I can see how that character in the show and how he who he is in real life have a lot in common. They mimic each other so much. When it comes to the entrepreneurial, the go-getter, the I'm not gonna let anybody say no to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think he made a really good investment. Obviously, the XFL is never going to be the NFL. There's no uh, semi-pro teams or semi-pro leagues that are ever going to be as successful as the professional leagues that that they represent. You know, but they will have fans. Every, every everything has fans. From arena football to the XFL, even back in the days, uh, if I mean, you can remember sports. the USFL. Yeah, I mean, you could be a fan of anything. And, you know, they're, they have to they're gonna have fans, but I think what he bringing his name to the XFL, I think now made the XFL legitimate. Where with McMahon, it didn't make it as legitimate. No, well, I think McMahon brings a factor of like, is it gonna be like wrestling? Right? Absolutely. They're, like, they're expecting the original XFL where it was like kind of scripted. I mean, they had like halftime where they would go into like the cheer, the women's cheerleading locker room. Yeah. Right? On the original XFL. Yeah. And then I think the second coming of the XFL that just recently came about, like it was actually kind of decent. Like, wasn't bad. The players, I mean, by all means, they're not NFL level talent, but you got to go into the 
watching those games expecting like these guys are on the way. It's like a minor league for the NFL. Absolutely. Right? A, it's a stepping stone. It's a yeah, way that's to what get I'm saying. It's, it's like a semi-pro league. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you were in college and you're not a big guy and you didn't really play for a big school, but you got the talent, you know, you might not got the exposure or just not got seen at the right time, right? And there's hidden talent out there or people get in trouble and do something and then come back, you know, and still have the talent. Well, yeah. Like, now they can get into the XFL, right? Well, that was, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Tommy Maddox? The guy oh, who from played the arena football. Well, he played for XFL too, though. Remember? Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, he was a quarterback. Yeah, and but he uh, played for like the Steelers for a little bit. I think. Yeah, he played for the Steelers. He got drafted by the Steelers. Yeah. Played for the Steelers. Wasn't good enough. Got cut. Arena um, football. Played arena football, and then played in the XFL. And then came and, back. and the one year that the XFL actually had like a championship, I guess you could say, yeah. or whatever they called it. Yeah, it was only the one. He, he won. Okay. He was on that team that won. Okay. And so a guy like him who professional teams thought wasn't good enough, he was able to go somewhere else and win. Yeah, maybe be a backup in the NFL or something, or just yeah. be like, you know, get you know? a tryout. Um, because there's, and and a lot of players, like NFL players, that their time is done in the NFL, they, but they feel that they can't quit football. Yeah, they still want to still play. Wanna play. Um, they do that all the time. They, they go to the Canadian Football League, they go to Europe football, which is basically the NFL just in Europe. Yeah. Um, and now Mexico also has a league. Oh, football? Uh, f- yeah, I know. I know uh, a professional couple, football league. I know more countries are popping on it. Uh, I got a friend, Alex Germany, who, who played football. I played Pop Warner football with him, and I played against him in high school. He, like, ended up going to San Jose State. Um, he plays overseas, like, in Germany. Yeah. He played in, like, Italy. Yeah. Right? And he's, like, a and, huge well, star. The Mexico league is basically like the European league. Yeah. They're They're – sisters to the nfl the nfl they're basically based off the nfl yeah they're not their own separate entity yeah um they got teams like the condors the dinos you yeah. know so on and so forth and you got uh chad ochocinco yeah playing out there oh really on one of the teams in mexico i don't really know that and so now with the xfl i think a lot of those guys who probably felt there was no place for them here in this country because football's leaving them behind. Well, yeah, the father's Now time. they could probably come and play for the XFL, be back in their own country. And you get a guy like, I mean, maybe not now. Chad Ochocinco's a little old and his time, yeah. I think his time's kind of passed. But you get guys like that who the teams cut them, but they're good. Yeah, they're just not good and, enough for the NFL. And, and, and play in the XFL and shine. They will be the Drew Brees, the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's like the gap between college and in the NFL. Yeah, they're like making and, and make a name for themselves and get paid. I mean, they obviously won't get paid what the NFL pays. Yeah, but they can get paid. They had a pretty cool system though to still make it competitive because like they were getting like if they won a game, they got like game win bonus checks. Yeah. Right, yeah. so like you got to do incentives like that to make it competitive. Yeah, like, absolutely. Guys aren't just going out there like oh, absolutely and. So it makes I'll it fun watch, for the man. viewers to watch. I'll watch, bro. Well, yeah, I'll I mean, watch. especially if they do the season like they were supposed to after the NFL season. Right? Yeah. You start after the NFL season. Which right? is the they smartest just, thing you could do. You're never going to compete with, with the, the NFL. NFL. Never. And when Trump tried to do that back in the days, uh, the oh, USFL. Yeah. And because the, the USFL didn't play at the same time yeah. as the NFL, it played after. Yeah. If you remember correctly, yeah, it started yeah. in February after the Super Bowl. Played, I, I think, all the way up until like May or June. Then yeah, they the had players the really only used that league and, for like money leverage. Yeah. It seemed like. And then Trump, who 
I, like I said, it's not a political show, so I don't want to get into the politics of yeah, it. This is pre-presidential Trump. Trump, being the guy that he is, said, well, I want I'm going to take that. the NFL on. Yeah, yeah I, I want to take them on. Failed miserably. Yeah. The USFL was over quicker than it started. The moment they decided to take the NFL on and play at the same time in the same months that well, the NFL did. I don't NFL think did. you could take on the Shield. So I mean, come on, dude. You, you're not going to overtake leagues like baseball and football and basketball. Leagues that have put their yeah, time, find a way to blood, sweat, and tears into what they built. you got to find a way to fit in with them. Yep, exactly. Rather than competing. Exactly. It's the 15-year-old brother with the 10-year-old brother and the 10-year-old brother... Yeah. Decides that he wants to step in. He's all he's ever going to be is the little brother. He's That's never right. going to be the popular guy or more popular than his older brother. It's yeah, just, you it's just not going to happen. You just got to learn how to fit in. So XFL, I say yes. I'm I love the Rock. It. I'm down with it. I think the Rock's a good guy. I wasn't a big he's fan. A marketing kind of guy. He knows. He knows what to do. But now that the Rock runs it, I'm definitely watching, bro. Yeah. I'm definitely watching, and I'm probably even going to have a favorite team. <laughs> They're not going to be over the Bears. Nobody will ever be better than my Chicago Bears, in, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm, I'll probably, and if they have a team in Chicago, I'll probably go with that team too. Yeah. Who knows? You know what I mean? All right, folks. So it's come to that time of the the, the uh, podcast where we do a new segment that we started last week that is called our MVP of the week, which is we pick a person that we think went over and above and stood out by doing something special for someone, by yeah. doing something special in their career. To they can be on the field or off. On the field, off the field. Um, but they went over and above what a sports person would normally do. Something great. They accomplished something great. That helps somebody out, that does something great for somebody. Feel good stories, if you want to call it. So uh, did you want to go first today, Todd? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, mine's not so much a feel good story, just recognizing... Uh, Someone that did something like super crazy that doesn't happen a lot. Uh, my MVP of the week is Tyler Alexander. He's a left-handed reliever from the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he grew up as a Texas kid. He was uh, he's a left-handed pitcher. He he debuted in July 2019. Um, he's only 26 years old, so he's young. Yeah. But when he debuted for the 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 Detroit Tigers, he didn't really have a great, you know, go around, and mm-hmm. he was like a starter. Yeah, had like a two and four record, four ERA. Yeah. Uh, the other day he comes out against the Reds. He comes in in the top of the third. He struck out nine batters in a row. Wow. And I'm talking not not just struggling to get batters out. This guy he was dealing. Like wow. Okay, out of the nine batters, one batter had a good at bat. Freddie Galvez. Of the Reds, battled, got a couple pitches, fouled a couple pitches off, worked a full count. This dude still ended up striking him out. It was wow. sick. Dude, you that's see awesome, that a bunch. Dude. Yeah. So, like, crazy, right? And, and so, so I started looking this guy up. I'm like, Tyler Alexander, I've never heard of this guy. You know what I mean? Young kid. He went to TCU his senior year in high school. Check this out. He was 12-1 and one with a .066 ERA. Wow. 0. 0.066 ERA. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's had to check. Dude. Had to check. That's very. To make sure it wasn't a typo. Yeah. I'm like, 0. 0.066 yeah, ERA. Yeah. No one was touching this guy's stuff in high school, right? He went to TCU. Um, yeah, so he comes in in the top of the third, right? It's a double header game against 
against the Reds, so the Tigers and the Reds. So I guess this year, uh, when they do double headers, they're only 70 inning games, right? So he comes in, he faces nine batters, and they all end up leaving. Cade struck out, rang up, and like to, <laughs> that's to pretty top, awesome. To top it off. The last batter he faces, right, Nick Cassianos. He used to play for the Tigers, right, and and, and he's a he's a good hitter. His two at bats earlier in the game, both home runs, by the way, right. So the ninth guy he sees is a dude that's already gone yard twice in the game. Wow, K's him in like four pitches. Wow, says sit down, dude. Cassianos tells him, "Hey, that was some good stuff," and he yeah. gives him, he gives him like a yeah, thanks, you know, and walks <laughs> yeah, off, walks off the hump and says, "I, I, bet, I was dealing." That I was dealing. Nah, dude. Props <laughs> to that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, props he, to that guy. He tied a, a, an American League record from like 1974, right? Nine strikeouts in a row. Like, that doesn't happen. You don't no, see it that. doesn't, dude. Like, nine outs in a row? It, it, okay, it, yeah, that's good. Man. Yeah. But nine right. strikeouts? Dealing. The, the only guys that I've ever seen do something like that in, in the years that I've watched baseball. Doesn't happen much from what I, what I researched. Uh, I saw... Obviously, Kershaw did it once. Yeah. Um, and I saw the Bulldog, uh, Oral Hershiser from the Ooh. Dodgers, do it. Okay. And, I mean, that's just to me, certain things in baseball, and, and every sport has their their impossible feats. But I think baseball is the one sport where impossible feats are really impossible. Yeah, baseball is hard for sure. Baseball is really hard to break records I mean, and to set records. They say like if you get a hit a third of the time, that's good. Yeah, uh, just one third of the time. Absolutely, that's I, how hard baseball is. So for, for this for kid, time. man, to just go out there and you know do what people could consider to have a mediocre to decent career, and then go out there and just pitch lights out like yeah, he, he was like I would say he was dealer. Yeah, no, he was dealing. Right, and so I like started looking into it. Like, what, well, what did he change? You know, like what's yeah. up? Like, what's what's going on? <laughs> He's eating chicken every day. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, let me get this Tyler Alexander scoop. So, like, supposedly he used to throw like a four seam fastball. He just scrapped that pitch right in, in, in preseason. Hey, this it's year, not working. The pitching coach told him, "Hey, your four seamer and your sinker are about the same. You throw the sinker a little bit better. Just scrap that four seamer." So he hasn't been. He th- I think I think he went from like throwing his four seam fastball like thirty five percent of the time to like two, right? So he like he barely throws it. Now the sinker he throws the sinker with like a a change up and a splitter, right? And he's getting people just dude, whiffing, dude. And, and and it doesn't sound like it, but sometimes that's all it takes. Just, yeah, just a, little, a little tweak, a little, little tweak here and yeah. there. That yeah, they're pros already. Like you know, yeah. So he has the talent. It, 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 yeah, he has talent. Just he has fine skill. tuning it. It's it, uh, sometimes in sports, it's mechanics. Yeah, it's taking the talent that you have and tweaking it to the left, to the right, and all of a sudden, it just makes you a whole different player. Yeah, you know what I mean. It makes you better than you were before, and you didn't really change a whole lot, but now you're doing good, and it builds the one thing that every player in confidence. any sport needs: confidence. Yeah, for sure. Because you cannot be a good yeah. player in any sport, no matter how talented you are, if you don't have the confidence. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and that's probably what it was. He yeah. he probably went out there with a lot of nerves. Totally. Am I going to do good? How's this going to work out he was for me? And then, shutting it down. Yeah, lights and, out. And I bet you that even after his first, second strike, third strikeout, yeah. he was like. Um, it's good. Okay, this is good, but he's feeling himself. Yeah, he's in yeah. the building, feeling himself. But after he hit the fourth or the fifth, yeah, 
he was probably thinking. Yeah, when you go six, you go two innings in a row, you're like, oh, I'm dealing. Yeah, because I pitched a little bit in college, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm dealing. I never had nine strikeouts in a row, you know, but you get two or three in a row, you're like, yeah, I'm dealing. Dude, <laughs> this guy. That's, that's a lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's went, an entire yeah, lineup. Do, yeah, 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 he did. He went from starting hitter and good, like a couple good hitters mm-hmm. in there too, like Mark, Nick Markakis. Oh, Freddy no, they, Gavis, got, they got good hitters, dude. Right, and, and Castellanos. Like, yeah. Those aren't, those aren't, there were some guys. They're not schlubs. Like, yeah, there's some guys in there that I that I never heard of, right, that, that he Yeah, but, but still, yeah, at the end of the there day. There some good guys in there. You know, they may not be the best hitters in, in, in the league, but they're still professionals. They're yeah, still getting sure. played to they're, play a professional sport. Yeah. So, Regardless of how good the batters were, I think what he did was was astounding, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and props I give to him, a dude. shout out because I didn't Pro- like. I didn't even really like. My brother told me like, "Hey, did you see that guy from the the Detroit?" And I'm like, "What? Nah." He's like, "Yeah, dude, Alexander. He like struck out nine in a row." I was like, "Nah." Like even when he told me, I was like, "Nah, struck nine in a row. Like that's that's unheard of. Like that doesn't happen." Absolutely. He's like, dude. "Nah, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. So check it out." Yeah, he finished the game with ten strikeouts. He walked one batter, didn't give up a run. That's freaking awesome, dude. That reminds me of uh, in three. I think he went three and two thirds innings. So, dang, that's pretty impressive, dude. Yeah, yeah, for a reliever, like get him on the Angels, please. We could use some bullpen. <laughs> right. Uh, that reminds me of that movie uh, by Kevin Costner, The Love of the Game. Yeah, yeah. Through uh, the mechanism. Yeah, that guy was, but I mean, a little difference. He, this Billy Chapel. An older, uh, an older player. Billy Chapel. Yeah, an older <laughs> player who everybody thought was at the end of his career. Perfect game. Wasn't playing really great. Nobody really wanted him in a trade. They were trying to get rid of him, but nobody to who? No buy. Yeah, no yeah, buyers on the There line. was no buyers. Yeah, and then he goes out and he pitches. Yeah, perfect game. What every pitcher in their entire life was, wishes they could have yeah. outside of a ring, pitching perfect. a perfect game. I think Verlander has two of them. Yeah, Jesus, dude. It's when a pitcher pitches a perfect game, you've accomplished something oh, phenomenal yeah. in all of sports, not just in baseball, in all of sports. Yeah, so many things That's, have to go right for that to happen because it doesn't ever happen. Yeah. You're facing nine guys at the plate as a starting pitcher outs. or even as a reliever. Exactly, twenty-seven no walk. outs, dude. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, that's they don't even touch that ball. Yeah, you can't walk anybody. Yeah, no, no, yeah, nothing. No hit by pitch, nothing. Nothing. Perfect. Nobody gets on base. Perfect for the whole game. It's it's crazy. So yeah. you know, like I said, props to that kid, man. I hope he continues yeah, to do too, good. For sure. I wish him all the best. I'm not yeah. a Detroit Tigers fan in any sense, yeah, but nah. but you gotta respect the game. But you, I respect the game, yeah, bro. For sure. So, uh, all right, people. My MVP of the week, and this is gonna come from somebody who's probably watched one hockey game in his entire <laughs> life. Um, I learned about hockey because I'm a sports fan and I like to stay relevant yeah. with all sports. Yeah, I got a friend, Tyler, man. He's a fanatic hockey fan. Like, yeah. He's the only reason I even think about hockey. Uh, okay. Right? Same, like, thing. I was, Same thing. I, I never was like, I never grew up playing hockey. Like, I never, you know what I mean, watched hockey. I never, so I never had a hockey team, you know? Like, so, but like the Golden Knights, boom, they pop up. I'm mm-hmm. like, and I'm not a bandwagon fan. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah. 
like the first hockey game I ever seen was a Phoenix Coyotes Chicago Blackhawks game. Right. Cool. Yeah. So like I was I was kind of a Blackhawks fan because like they have Patrick Kane, but I would never if someone said like, Are you a hockey fan? I'd be I would be like, Oh yeah, I go Blackhawks, you know what I mean? No, nah, like, yeah. I, if I, you ask me hey, name me no. five Blackhawk players, I'd be like, uh Patrick Kane, you know? And I'm not <laughs> yeah. that type of fan. Oh no, yeah. absolutely. I'm I'm so, in the same boat, bro. I, I think I followed the Kings. Yeah. Only because they're a California team. Yeah, see, and, I jumped on the the Vegas bandwagon because like they were Yeah. And and because Wayne Gretzky played they were for brand them. new, you know, and, and then they were hot. And, so when the Kings oh, a few years back were playing really good and they were uh, uh, in the playoffs a lot and they were you know they I think they even won one championship yeah. in like the last ten years. I think they were I, like two or. Something. Oh, was it two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, go Kings because they're a California team and yeah. I'm sure on California teams. Yeah, you're like yeah. Ducks or when, Kings. Even when the Angels made the World Series, I cheered them on. Yeah. You want them to win besides 60% the Sixty percent of it was <laughs> exactly. Sure. I, I wanted them to beat Barry Bonds yeah, so like, bad, dude. Please take down the. Dog. I wanted them to beat Barry Bonds so bad, and not Great just that, but Mike Sosha, that's my guy, okay, ex Dodger, won the World Series with the with the Dodgers. Uh, well, you say that now, but yeah, go back to two thousand and one. Yeah. yeah, but Mike really, Sosha was the man. He didn't really do much after that, though. No, he didn't, and I think they kind of ran their course with him after a while. But uh, anyway, so my MVP of the week is a. A goalie from the New York Rangers named Alexander, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Georgiev. Yeah, he's, he's a Russian player. It's probably uh, not right. <laughs> <laughs> probably not right, but Alexander Georgiev. And so this is a kid who, uh, born in Bulgaria, uh, raised primarily in Russia, and so he considered himself to be 100% Russian. Uh, played for international teams like Finland, Germany, and so on. Yeah. And then got his chance to come to the United States and play for the New York Rangers. Got drafted by them. Uh, undrafted. Uh, free agent, as a matter of fact. Or not an undrafted free agent. Undrafted uh, player. Anyways, so he's been playing with them. He's a goalie. Uh, number three, I think, on the, on the, on the roster of the, of the uh, goalies. Just jumped up to number two because their number two guy got hurt. Okay. And so they're not sure if so he's, he's going to be able to. Goalie. Yeah, so he's he's not sure if he's going to be able to play. So um, they got him uh, uh, playing a game or two here and there. So the Rangers are in the playoffs, but this goes back to March when the whole COVID thing happened and all sports ceased. Shut down. Yeah. And so he went back to his homeland in Russia for a while to visit with his family, figure out what he was going to do, figure out what was going to happen with sports and so on. And so he continued to stay relevant with uh, with U.S. topics. Yeah, he's one of those guys that he loves his country. He loves where he's from. Yeah, but he considers himself an American because yeah. he found or true Yorker, freedom right? here. A New Yorker. Yeah, and he he says what he found uh, true freedom because in New York, where he uh, uh, plays, he said it was the first time he'd ever been in a country. Where there was a guy speaking Japanese, a guy speaking Mexican, yeah, just a melting pot uh, of a people, guy speaking, especially in New York. Yeah, they different people, you know, across the, across the spectrum, and so it made him feel unique, you know, like and and so he started to uh, watch the news, and then during the COVID thing, while he's at home. Then the uh, Black Lives Matters things happened, okay. uh, you know. Unfortunately, with George Floyd and uh, Breonna Taylor, yeah. and and those uh, unfortunate people, you know, being killed, um, he started to follow it really closely. Started getting into the Black Lives Matters thing, and started watching film uh, on uh, YouTube about Martin Luther King and what Martin Luther King stood for. Okay. 
and really got into it. Like this guy really started to to really love what Martin Luther King was about, um, what he stood for, and really believed that, you know, if us as people, as a human race, not just as the white race, the black race, the Mexican yeah, race. Yeah, be a voice to make change. That, that, you know, Martin Luther King really was onto something that could have changed how we see people, you know, for forever. Uh, so we started to get into that. And so what he did was uh, he called the New York Rangers and asked them if it was okay, if he could have the permission um, because in hockey, uh, when they did the restart, uh, yeah, when they when they were getting ready to do the restart, what a lot of people don't know about hockey is in hockey, the goalie, not the other players that play, not the forwards and, and so on, but in hockey, the goalie is allowed to, I guess, change their uniform up a little bit. Yeah, with the mask, with the masks and 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 so on and so forth. Want, yeah, um, and their pads and stuff. Yeah, they can do do designs, do things uh, with their with their uniforms, and it isn't a fine like it is in basketball. Or, yeah. or 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 football, football where cleats. Where yeah, where you had to wear what your team said you had to wear, and if you were outside of that, the commissioner would find you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, AKA uh, 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 Pete Rozelle with uh, Jim McMahon. Okay. Yeah, or even Odell with like the watch. Yeah, or, or Odell with the watch and and so on. So uh, what he did was he talked to the Rangers uh, organization. They got on board with him so that he can commission. From a uh, gentleman named David Gunnerson, who is like the premier artist for painting goalie masks. Okay. Oh, okay. And so when he told David Gunnerson what he wanted to do, he was like, I'm on board. 100%. So, so this is like a well-known artist. Oh, yeah. Very famous artist, especially in the hockey world, because he does a lot of those guys' masks. masks? Okay. Um, but he also yeah, does some his, of those are pretty cool, I see. Yeah, they are. They really are. Um, he also does his own thing, uh, 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 galleries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Really well-known artist. And so what they did is they came up with a, a goalie mask that is based on Martin Luther King. That's, that's cool. So I think so. I think it's an awesome idea. I really think that for this kid who was – who he, he even said it himself. He was born – in a city, yeah, to not be an American and not know. Like, yeah, he, the he, he was born in a place where it was literally white face, white face, white face. Yeah, everywhere Russia, he went. I can only imagine. And so he didn't really know any black people. He didn't know any Mexicans. He didn't know any Asians. He just knew white people. Yeah. So for this kid to step up and take matters into his own yeah, hands an and be yeah. so concerned about black people in this country and and ethnicities in this country being treated wrongly equal, yeah. what he felt was was wrong and and to go and, and say you know what i'm gonna go ahead and make this mask with martin luther king's face on it and so then he said after the season's over after the playoffs after everything's done what he's gonna do is he's gonna auction that mask off to the highest bidder and get whatever money he can get for it and hopefully people bid on it i'm People out there, I hope you guys really, you know, if you guys know any auctioneers, if you guys know people who are into collecting, if you guys know people who are into hockey. Yeah, Ranger fans would probably be all over. Yeah, like, like, you know, get in touch with people. I really think this is for an awesome cause. I would really like to see people bid the highest numbers on this um, because what he's going to do is going to take that money, 100% of it, not going to keep it for himself, for the Rangers, for anybody, and he's going to donate it to three different charities in New York. That's awesome. That, uh, he feels uh, can use help 
uh, monetarily. So the first charity he's going to give to is called Children's Aid. And what it is, it's a charity that helps children who lives who live in uh, in high risk neighborhoods, um, who live in poor high risk neighborhoods, who probably wouldn't get a chance uh, to like go to school, go to college, or do things with their lives. Um, so he's going to donate money to that charity to, to different uh, outlets that they represent to see if he can help make a difference. Then he's going to. Uh, send money to a charity called Wedco. That's W-H-E-D-C-O, Wedco. Um, they help people, uh, mostly minorities in, in uh, New York, in uh, bad communities, uh, the homeless, people like that, uh, missions, uh, uh, help uh, people have a place to stay that would normally live Get on the meal. street and, and so on, don't have the means you know, to pay rent and, and so on and so forth. And then he's going to dedicate to a third charity, which is called the Harlem Dowling. And it's a place uh, where they foster kids and do adoptions and stuff. Foster care. Um, they primarily, uh, uh, obviously they're in Harlem because it's called the Harlem Dowling. So they cater to a lot of ethnic uh, and uh, minorities. Yeah, underprivileged uh, youth. Underprivileged youth and so on and so forth. Um, but... He wants to give them money so that if there's somebody out there who wants to be able to adopt, but maybe doesn't, you know, doesn't have the money or, or, uh, uh, help them maybe fix their building up, maybe fix the plumbing, whatever they need at that foster care place to help these kids get adopted. Um, he wants to help in every way, shape and form. And I think that's awesome because he's a white guy and too many times in this day and age are white people being put down because of what's going on with the BLM and what's going on with, with Latinos and I mean, so on and so forth. That, I'm sorry? I mean, there's backing to, to yeah. white he, people being racist. Yeah, no, there is. It's been and, happening for and, hundreds and, of years. And I'm not saying that what Black Lives Matters is doing doesn't count, doesn't matter. I'm not saying that. I actually go, I've gone to the rallies for Black Lives Matters. My stepson is black. Yeah. I would never want him ever treated in a form or fashion that I would want myself or you treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just respect people, man. Everybody to me is the same. I don't look at people by color. I look at them by who they are yeah. and how they treat me. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I just I just like the idea that he's doing something. He's going outside the box, this white kid from another country. Yeah, I think it's the best part is that he's not even from the United States and he sees and, that there's a problem. And, and he sees that, that there's, there's a, a problem. way that he might be able to help. And he's doing what he can to help. I've said this not just in this podcast, but in my other podcasts, when I talk about these scenarios and situations, he's doing and becoming the change that he wants to see in this world. I really feel that there's more people who need to do this kind of stuff. It's not enough to talk about it. Yeah, be about it. Be about it. Yeah. Go to a Black Lives Matter rally. Yeah, or donate, or just take donate. your time and you go. And, rather go than and, just talking about it, go and get to know some people of color. Yeah, where you may ha may have not ever done that before. Yeah, learn something new. Learn something new. You may be surprised how you ha you may be a white guy or a Mexican guy, and you go talk to a black guy and find out that you have so much in common. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, just the stereotype kept you guys away, or whatever. The stereotype maybe, kept you away. I maybe think it's a lot of how your parents raised you, and yes, because their how I was that. raised as a kid, even as a Latino. Yeah, we were raised 
black people were different yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. I changed that because I didn't want to believe that. Yeah, because they're not different. <laughs> they're not, not different. different. They're just a different color, color of skin. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. I have a lot of friends of all races. Yeah, me too. I don't. I like. I mean, I love living in America. Like, it's, it's a belting pot. You get to learn. You get to see so many different cultures. Whereas, like, like you said, this guy from Russia probably, probably never seen black people before. You know what I mean? Like, let alone seen other kind of cuisines and cultures and stuff like that. Absolutely. Like, I've never been to Russia, so I can't really. Say, neither like, neither have I. For sure, but I would assume that. From what you see on the media and in movies and stuff, like Russia's kind of like a secluded place. Like it is. You know what I mean, like I mean, in Russia, you're Russian. They're they're not communist anymore, <laughs> like the way they were back in the days. They become a they they change from being a republic to a democratic republic. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is still a lot of countries that are connected with Russia that are very seclusive. Like they they still run their country based yeah. on the old ways. Yeah. But for the most I'm sure part, people learn stuff from him too that are like. On their on the Rangers hockey team, you know. Oh, like, absolutely! Teach, and, teach me about Russia, and that's what it's about, bro. Yeah, that's what it should. That's be. what it's about, man. For sure. You know, I would have known nothing about Todd had we not, when we were working at Buffalo Wild Wings together, uh, started talking, and and I opened up, he opened up. Yeah, respect factor, though. I think you you treated we treated each other with respect. I, I didn't. That makes people grow closer, though. You're like, well, this guy obviously respects what I do and who I am as a person. And, who I am as a co-worker. Absolutely. Maybe we can have a conversation. I, that happens, the barriers. You know, like I said in our first podcast, man, the only reason I'm doing this podcast, which I hadn't even thought about doing it, it was at the bottom of my list, is because Todd's doing it with me. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. A white guy who's like, what, 10, 15 years younger than yeah. I am? Because I'm 46, you're 20, 31. you're 31. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah, I'm definitely way older than you. <laughs> you're literally only like four I'm years old. older than, old than my oldest. Though. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But, you know, we're doing this podcast because we love sports. Yeah. Um, and because it's so, it's so ingrained and it's such a huge part of our lives. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, my whole, like, day revolves. Not, I mean, it doesn't revolve around sports, but... I can't say, like, there's one day where I'll go and, like, not check a sports score, put on ESPN, or Absolutely. put on something that has to do with sports. Like, my life includes sports. Yeah. To the fullest. Yeah. And and I look at the world, uh, I try not to look at the world from a jaded perspective because I'm an older guy who grew up in a time when I was called yeah, certain yeah, definitely. names. Yeah, definitely. Way tough. I'm not going to say those names on the air. But I was definitely called some really bad names as a kid. I can only imagine. Um, I've been in situations where when we were little kids, they still made us hang around with only Mexicans. Yes. And white right. kids wouldn't hang out with us. I've been in situations where people felt they had to lock their door in front of me and look at me right in my eye because they honestly felt that I was going to carjack them. <laughs> yeah. Because of the color of your skin, which is ridiculous. You know? I was in a situation with the police, white cop. I, I hate that I have to say that it was a white cop, but it was. And this guy tried to pin on me because I was in the backseat of a police car. No, I hadn't been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you guys are wondering, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, what did you do to end up there? Yeah. No, I wasn't arrested. He pulled me over. My car, unfortunately, had expired tags. He decided to tow it. Yeah. But he gave me a ride. Uh, to where you were going. This is back in the days when the, the desert was the desert. You, ride. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he found a bag of weed on the bottom by where my feet were and a pipe. Yeah. And he was ready to arrest me for it. 
But it was someone else's that would have It was somebody else's because if there's anybody who knows me, yeah, you don't do that. I don't do that. For sure. Anybody who knows me and knows the core of Chris Lascano. Yeah, he don't do that. I am not a pothead. <laughs> I don't even like the smell of it. Yeah. I smell it and I walk the other way. Yeah. It, it gives me this nauseous feeling in my stomach. I'll attest to that. And so the fact that he wanted to pin it on me led me to think that he saw a Mexican with a bald head. Yeah. And just assumed. Stereotype. It was mine. Yeah. Because it couldn't have been anybody else's, right? Yeah. I literally told the cop, you'll be able to pull hair off my head. Yeah, you yeah, can shit. blood test me, piss test me, try and lift fingerprints off that pipe, and yeah, you're not yeah. going to find nothing. So go ahead and do what you need to do. Yeah. And the cop literally looked at me and said, but it has to be somebody's. Duh. But what was How he many trying to say? people did you arrest in the car? Exactly. But what was he trying to say? It has to be somebody's. Yeah. You're the last guy that was there. Yeah, I so, mean. You know? So I've lived this life. I know what it feels like to be put on that side of the, of, of, of being Latino and being a man of color. Yeah. And being from a different background. So, as a grown man now, I do everything in my power to do things like what Alexander uh, Georgiev has done. I donate. I do charities. I uh, collect canned food, yeah. clothing. Um, I do to make a difference. I, I really want to be the change that I want to see in this world because my kids are grown. They grew up in a world where they were never taught to hate anybody. Yeah, you do the you do the Halloween haunted. House. I do the the hunting and for the drive. the hunting for the homeless, uh, Halloween uh, haunted house every year canned food drive that I that I put out, um, because I, I like to collect canned food and clothing for the upcoming holidays that follow Halloween, um, and so I want my grandkids and my great grandkids to grow up in a world yeah, setting where Black Lives Matter don't even matter no more. Yeah, it's not even a talk it's, topic. Nobody looks at anybody weird. Nobody looks at anybody different. I want them to grow up in a world where everybody's just people. Yeah. Yeah. You're a human race. And things like what this hockey player did and what other people have done, what I try to do, what Todd does. Yeah. It set the example. It's setting the example. You know what I mean? So um, that's my MVP of the week. Uh, before we're done though, I do want to put a big smile on my boy, uh, uh, Todd's face here. Uh, the last topic we're going to cover for just a couple minutes before we're done is I want to give a big clap and congratulations to his boy, Mike Trout, for having a baby, yeah, healthy yeah, baby yeah. boy. I think it's, you know, a lot of people will look at that and be like, super baby. How is that? How is that news? Guys in baseball have babies all the time. Yeah. You're not just talking about a normal guy. You're talking about Superman of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. The let, he, yeah. He'll go down as the greatest baseball player ever. I honestly feel he's going to be what Babe Ruth is. A hundred years from now, people will still talk about Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. Yeah, that's tight. He, to me, and and it doesn't pain me to say this because I'm a baseball fan, not just a Dodger fan, but he, to me, is the best player and has been for the last 10 years. Yeah. The best player in baseball. I don't think what anybody else in the league does compares to what he does. Um, he's a great baseball player. Yeah, he's player. a good example a good of an all-around person. Person. Yeah. He's a good hitter. He's a good he, fielder, fielder yeah, I mean, runner, and and he does the <laughs> yeah, one all thing, the tools. Yeah, he does one thing that a lot of guys in, in sports don't do. He keeps his mouth shut. Yeah, he's a real upstanding, great guy. 
He doesn't go around giving opinions about everything. He doesn't go around talking about... Yeah, he stays out of the media. He stays out of the media when they ask him all these crazy questions. I think one time when they uh, talked about the World Series thing to him, remember? I think it was like the one time after the World Series thing happened. Oh, with the, with the Astros cheating? Yeah, with the Astros cheating that he had an opinion about yeah, it. I don't even think he really said much, though. He, he, he didn't like, say yeah. a whole lot, but what he did he say... He just said it was, was like bad for baseball. Was that, yeah. And, and he was really adamant about saying that what they did was not good. Yeah, he didn't and call them cheaters or anything. He, he was really offended by what they did because a guy like him... On a team like the Angels, yeah, no offense. The game. They're not the best team. No, definitely. But not. that guy <laughs> still gives everything to the game of baseball. One hundred percent, every game that you should, even on a team that isn't probably going to go anywhere. And that's what you want from the guys that you idolize, the guys that you look up to in sports. You want them to be the best player they could possibly be, even if their team's not the best. It's easy to like teams when they're winning. It's so hard to like teams when they're losing. Yeah. And if you're an Angels fan, Mike Trout is the man. You know, Mike Trout to me is like the Barry Bonds and guys like that who they didn't play on the best teams. They weren't drafted onto very good teams at all. Yeah. But they played lights out because they didn't go into the game thinking, I just want to make my team better. I want to be the best player I can be. And Mike Trout, to me, is that guy. He's a great guy. He's an outstanding guy. So when somebody tells me, oh, well, he just had a baby. He shouldn't be. It shouldn't be news. Yeah, it should be. In my yeah. opinion, it should be. Yeah, congrats. Mike Trout has earned the right to have his personal life recognized in a positive way. Yeah. Because he's just a great guy and a great yeah, baseball player. For sure. For you sure. know, so congratulations to your healthy baby boy, Mike Trout. Yeah. And may you... Have many more kids that come out healthy and have a happy life with you and your wife. Yeah. And you would Keep definitely be my it. favorite player. Of an, I'm an Angels fan, but I'm not. <laughs> Keep killing it. So, yeah. Please come back. We've All right, people. So, once again, this is the end of our podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We want to hear all your opinions, any yeah. ideas, anything that you guys have to say to us. We, we love constructive criticism. Our email is... Is the uh, double down show at gmail.com. That's the double down show at gmail.com. Please email us and let us know what's going on, what you're thinking, how you're feeling. We appreciate you guys. You can also get us on Instagram, the DBL down show um, on Instagram. Hit us up on there. And we just want to thank you once again. Have yourself a good day.